My name is Nate Phillips, and I am the champion of J.I.W. After our debut episode of season four took the world by storm, the high, yeah, that's right, the highest rated premiere in J.I.C.N. history, and it's all because of me, and this is my confidant, the man closest to me. Hit him with a little bit of that bubbly buckles. Check us out on Journey Into Wrestling, where the podfather and I run down everything from the bingo halls to the brightest delights. If it's in between the ropes, it's on Journey Into Wrestling. Every other Wednesday on the Journey Into Comics Network. What on earth is that? It's a Journey Into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast, the show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chimney chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, Tutorinos, and welcome back to Journey Into Comics, episode 305. I am one of your hosts, Brando, and the returning of the prodigal son, the one and only <laughs> T.Y., Tyler McLaughlin. Welcome back to the show, my friend. I survived my hiatus. You did. You did, in fact. Uh, Nate is not here today. He's having some power issues. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we were hoping 305 was going to be the big return of the threesome that we've that we've been going with that we've only did two. Uh, <laughs> we only got to do it twice. I mean, great. It feels like more than that because 300 took like two weeks to do. But, right. uh, you know, it's good to have you back here on the show. It's good to be back it's good here. To be back. Yeah, man. It's good to be back and talking to you guys once again out there in the podcast world. This is Journey to Comics Podcast, the show about everything nerd. We're going to try and talk about some cool stuff here today. And, of course, uh, while you're at it, if this is your first time. If the, if you clicked on this thing thinking, what the hell is this? Be sure to subscribe to the Journey to Comics Network. You get a whole slew and a cavalcade of several eclectic podcasts here on the network. And uh, Tyler, man, it's been a minute since you've been on the show, pretty much since 300. You've been mm-hmm. working your, your tail off a lot more than me uh, in the last couple of weeks. But what is new? What's been going on in your world? Man, uh, in the the small amount of free time that I've had here lately, I have devoted it almost entirely to um, playing Magic the Gathering, 
and Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> it's very uh, interesting because we actually were giving you a bunch of crap. It was during during the recording of 300, mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of that, you started playing Magic the Gathering after years and years. Uh, oh, I, I, I was like uh, a, a staunch... Uh, detractor, naysayer, detractor. Yeah. yeah, I I was adamant that I would like that is a dumb card game because uh, I like just overall like I don't I don't like to play card games and um, Buckles and and Dave and and AJ and a, a bunch of the the people that hang around the networker are part of it are like just play cards one time and see if you like it. And I was like okay, and I was hooked. Had had to play it. Had go. to have it. Uh, I also picked up Ghosts of Tsushima, and have been. I've started playing it. I'm, I'm a couple hours in. I'm not very far because uh, I haven't had a lot of time to play this weekend, unfortunately. But what do you think so far of Ghosts of Tsushima? Yes. So, uh, like the first couple hours that I played, I did not. I I, I honestly did not care for it. Um. I've got some. I've 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 had to spend a lot of time trying to tweak it graphically to make it look good on my TV, mm-hmm. and it still doesn't really look great on my TV. Um, I don't have a PS4 Pro, mm. so that's part that's part of the problem. I've got an original 1080p uh, PlayStation, um, but now, so I played it probably three or four hours Friday night. Uh, I played it probably three or four hours yesterday, and then I've played it. This morning, uh, from like six thirty till like forty five minutes ago, so I've put like a solid six hours in today. And then when we get done with this, I'm gonna play it for the rest of the day. But um, I think it's great. You know, it, I think it's definitely the Assassin's Creed Japan, like we, like you and I talked about on Game Addicts, uh, kind of leading up to it. But I, I think it's fantastic. I think a lot of the reviews that are saying that it's not good or it's not worth, it's not worth like all the little tedious things that you do in it. I think those are all, and those are absolutely wrong. So so far, and, and it, granted, this is I'm still very early on. Uh, so this is just you know very bare uh, bare bones thoughts for me. Uh, graphically, it looks amazing. I, I do have a, a a PS4 Pro and a 4K with HDR, and it looks stunning. Like uh, colors. The colors are like the number one thing that I can truly say about this game, graphically. Like mm. it just look like they have all these the cool different uh, leaf colors that are just that, that just pop. So they're like yeah, it, it looks amazing. Gameplay wise, I'm digging some of the different variances in combat, even though I don't do them as much because you it, the more you go, you can get new sword stances mm-hmm. and, and switch them. And different sword stances are good for different situations. I do think that's kind of cool. And uh, a cool different take on just sword play in general, especially when you think about when I think about some of the sword play that they've done in the Assassin's Creed series, or uh, and the one that pops out of my head the most is uh, Black Flag, simply because of the era that that was in, where sword play was much more prominent. This is better than that, but I also the gameplay itself sometimes doesn't feel very tight to me. The combat feels pretty mm-hmm. fluid, but the stealth does not. If that makes any sense, the yeah. the stealth is pretty yeah, bare bare bones, especially coming off of like the gameplay from the Last of Us Part Two stealth, which is I which I really liked it. It's it's not quite Metal Gear Solid Five, but it's 
pretty darn close mm-hmm. as, as far. And then, I mean, of course, with, with, with that game, the accessibility stuff you could just do is just off, off, like off the wall compared to like this one is not so much. But what I, I, I'm digging the, the way that they're telling the story. And uh, I, I, I can already tell you guys, this is going to be a slow burn story. This is a, a slow burn of him building up his, his troops to go and take back his island from 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 guys that that have taken it and and you know and killed a lot of people you know, I, I, I do I do like the like 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 the historical aspect of it I, th- I think that's kind of neat and uh so far so far I'm in it and I and, and I definitely want to play more uh I I don't put a lot of credence into the fact that the game isn't good because I do think the game is it's pretty fun to play so far yeah and uh so our when I first started the game, I actually tried to start playing it with the Japanese audio. I did too, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up because this was going to be one of my first uh, gripes. I had to change it back to English. Yep. Because not because like I can't you know watch or watch anything with with subtitles. It was hard for my eyes to read and keep up with the subtitles. I actually had a different issue. I figured out very quickly that the uh, the mouth animations are for the English were, were for English and not for the Japanese, and there is such a lag time, and they're so out of sync that I couldn't focus on the subtitles mm. because I was staring at the whichever character's mouth was moving. I noticed it. I definitely noticed it uh, pretty early because. On. Because you know you you boot up the game and it gives you all these choices mm-hmm. like right out of the gate, and which it's is cool. Like, I like how you can start the game off that way. Absolutely. Do you want to play with what what audio style do you want to play with? And I was like, you know what, I've, I I <clears throat> I did some reading before I got the game because I didn't pick it up until Friday afternoon. Uh, that the Japanese voice acting and the English voice acting are both flawless. That that there's no one is not better than the other. So it's not like a lot of animes where it's like, well, the dub is actually better than the original voice acting or vice versa. Yeah. You know, normally it's the opposite. But um, so I was really excited to play with Japanese audio subtitles. And then I almost went with the Kurosawa mode like right out of the gate because it, it is so tempting. It looks so good. It does. But the the voice the the mouth animations I I can't do it. So the Kurosawa mode, what that does is that it pays tribute to the classic samurai movies of old. You know the old Kurosawa films. It's all black and white, and it's not. It, they didn't just uh, turn like turn the colors to black and white. Whereas like right. uh, there are some games that I've seen where you could like uh, like like different stuff you could, that you, that you could just change the color on, and it just they didn't put the extra work in to make that look just as good as the colored version. And what right. for, for 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 Kurosawa mode, they actually went went the extra step, and it does look just as gripping and and and, and, and visually and aesthetically pleasing. Uh, no, I had to change it back because because I, I had a hard time keeping up with uh with the with the audio and and the visual uh, cues. And as I'm starting to grow older, and I don't and I don't know if if this is something that has just happened because I know that my wife has it. I'm starting to notice I have more of an auditory processing thing where sometimes if I'm watching a show, I just won't process what the hell they said. So we, I've gotten used to having English subtitles on, on everything. 
Yeah. Like other than live sports where live sports is so delayed. It's like, like it annoys me. Um, but it, it just, it's there that way. If I have, if I miss something, I can just look down real quick and see, you know, see it. And, and it happens to me a lot of times you're talking with people. If you say something to me in person and I caught half of it, I will say what knowing probably what you said, but just to make sure that I heard you correctly. Right. And that happens a lot of work where there's a lot of white noise and, and noise. But that was really jarring for me. So I couldn't do it, and I had to switch it back. Now, you said that you didn't get the game until Friday afternoon. I also didn't get the game until about Friday afternoon because I ordered it through Amazon. Originally, I had pre-ordered Cyberpunk. Of course, that got delayed until like pretty much the launch of the new consoles. So mm-hmm. I decided to, to pull back that pre-order. I'm just going to buy it when I get the new console. Me too. And... Uh, because it doesn't make any sense because uh, I have because uh, I, I had it for the Xbox One X, which was going to be the best that I could have it look now. But quite literally, if you buy it for the PS4 or Xbox One, I guess, and you plan on getting the next PS5 or the Series X within a, um, a like early next year, they're going to have a patch for Cyberpunk that really takes advantage of the new console. Mm-hmm. So why not? Odds are we're still going to be playing the game into the next year if, if it's another hundred hour experience, right? Right. So. I'm just going to buy it later. So I so I pre-ordered Ghost of Tsushima, and as with things have been happening to me a lot through Amazon, it got delayed. Originally, it told me it wasn't going to, to ship until sometime between July 30th and, uh, and August 17th. Okay. Yeah. Like, all right, no, screw that. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll just go pick it up. So... Uh, then we got an update. It'll be here on Tuesday, the 21st or yeah, Tuesday, the 21st. I'm like, nah, I want to play it this weekend. I want to get some time and just sit down and play it. Right. And so, uh, so we went ahead and canceled it and I had some errands to run on Friday. I, I, I had to go in town, go to Sam's club, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just like, since I'm going there anyway. Oh, and I also had to go to Menards. So it's like, you know, since, you know. You know, we don't go out nearly as often now with everything kind of going on, and, and we try to you know do that sparingly. I'll just make it a part of my 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 town trip, and I'll actually go to the mall. I'll pick us up some lunch, and I'll go to GameStop. I don't ever go to GameStop anymore, but I just you know what? I'll actually go pay GameStop a visit. It's in the same place, and I'll pick the game up. So I get to the mall, and I get to the store, uh, and. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any copies of Ghost of Tsushima? And they only had pre-order copies. And I was SOL. I'm like, well, crap, I'm going to have to go somewhere else, go to Walmart or somewhere that that you can pretty much guarantee is going to have a copy. And so I just was like, oh, that sucks. And and, and she's like, she, she she goes, yeah, you know, like... uh. You know, shame, shame you didn't pre-order. I'm like, I, you know, I normally do my pre-orders through Amazon, but with the, but with the coronavirus thing going on, stuff has been delayed, so I just canceled it because it wasn't going to be here till next week. And one of the gals said, well, you know, I know there's probably one where this guy probably is not going to pick it up. It's like, and, 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 and the other girl was like, who? She was, oh, the, like the, the, the one guy, red-haired guy. You know, like he's 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 more than likely not going to pick his copy up. Yeah, go ahead and give it to him. So she sold me somebody else's pre-order. 
Cool. <laughs> Based off the presumption that he's probably not going to be here to pick it up. Now, I don't know whether or not this guy just doesn't have the money. He always pre-orders stuff and doesn't pick it up. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. <laughs> he's actually a lizard in a, in a, a skin suit. So... I got his copy. I got home. I installed it. I didn't get a chance to play it till Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, but I like what I've been playing of it so far. And also, starting with Ghosts and with Paper Mario Origami, at least for the games that came out this week, Metacritic has, has announced that they are delaying the user reviews for new games up to 36 hours. That's great. No, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Because it's... they. The moment, the moment that Rotten Tomatoes did it last fall, mm -hmm. every other review entity, like Metacritic, like uh, yeah. you know Rotten Tomatoes. What's the, what's the other video game one? I can't ever remember it. But anyway, uh, like the moment one of them did it, you should have, you should the in, it should have been industry standard yeah. basically. Okay, so here's the thing. It's if you don't like the story of a game. You don't like the story of the game. That's fine. You know, we've been talking, you know, we talked about here on this show with me and Nate. Like, what constitutes a zero? Have you ever played a game that's an absolute zero? Have you ever watched a movie that's an absolute zero? And, that, and, that, and that's going with personal taste because we can we cannot like something. We cannot like a movie. But mm -hmm. when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, there is some effort put into making this thing. Right. You know, it's like there's very few games that I could truly say that it was probably a zero. And I've played some pretty shitty games. You know, even mobile games that are really quick cash grabs probably at least constitute a one or two. To, right. To, at least you have an experience with it. You know, uh, you know, Nate's like maybe Fantastic Four, like the or the Fortastic, whatever that movie was. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, yes, but there was a lot of effort with that movie, even if it didn't hit its mark. And maybe it's a four, just not Fantastic, right? Uh, <laughs> it's not a Fantastic Four. But I, I, I personally just I, I cannot get into giving a game a zero or giving a movie a zero, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Because whether or not you like an experience, whether or not you feel like, or like, like even with the star Wars movies, with the new star Wars movies, I don't think any of those are zeros. You know, there's, there's things with each one that I really love and stuff, some stuff I don't, but that's the thing is that we all have different minds. We all have different opinions, but to just go on there because because the whole reason with the, behind this is that people are going on to different movies or different games, and they're just instantly throwing it a zero. In most, in, in, like especially with like when it when when like when it comes out and it's instant, it's like okay, the reviews are able up and it's just like flood of like hundreds or thousands of people going zero 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 zero. No, they just want to make it as low as you can possibly make the score because they don't like something about it, mm -hmm. and that's not right to me. I think. You know, giving it 36 hours, the people who are going to do that are going to do that anyway because they're assholes. But at least with 36 hours, it gives people a good chance to solve, sit down and play the game. And hopefully, level-headed people will make a, a good concerted thought about it and give it a score that it that they feel like it deserves. Whether that right. be, you know, maybe it does get a 4 out of 10. Maybe it is pretty low. Maybe it is a bit substandard. But, I mean... The, you know, it, it, you'll find it. I remember me and me and Mike did an episode of Game Addicts that never made air because we got primed. It was the it was the uh, the opening for when we did the uh, the charity stream, and what we did is that we went in and read review bombs for the most 
highly rated games of all time. What are some people saying about the like like Ocarina of Time? You know, mm-hmm. you know what are people saying about it, and what 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 does the worst review say about it? And, and it's so that was just, that was entertaining to us because neither, neither one, me or Mike, hold Ocarina as being our favorite Zelda of all time because it was it was the N sixty four and we have a, but we we both have issues with the controls. Mm-hmm. But is it as bad as is what this guy said? Like the like because you have trolls, you have people who do that, and I actually I agree with you. Uh, it should have been industry standard. Now going forward, um, uh, all the new releases are going to have this because we live in such a device you know divisive society where like I feel like it's going to start affecting even things that hasn't affected yet, mm-hmm. like the MCU. I feel like when the MCU gets kicked back up and we start getting more releases, everything is now going to be held to the standard of what they've done for that for the first four phases or whatever, first three right. phases. And I I think that most level-headed fans are going to be like, well, they're not going to knock this out of the park right out of the gate. They're going to it's going to be build mode. But almost everybody's going to be like, <clears throat> well, it doesn't hold a candle to that end game. So it's, you know, so it's a zero. Mhm. And when you have something that's successful and you make a sequel or, or you make something else or something that's really hyped, you start drawing it like it. I feel like it's, it's starting to affect everything. And it happened with FF seven remake because they didn't do exactly what they did in the first game, you know, because they made a few changes and people like threw their hands up and they, and, and they flipped their, I, if I wanted to flip this desk that I have in here now, I can't. You can see it in the camera. It's, it's a corner desk. I would throw my back out trying to flip this desk. So I got to I got to try and manage my anger. You know, it's like I don't, I can't get that upset. But it's just the point. It's like games, movies. It's like all right, guys. You know, it, it's one thing to not like something, but it, like let's not just be completely angry about it, and let's let's go from there. You know, let's try to have some level headed thinking behind some of this shit, and. We also got to think that, you know, as far as entertainment properties, video games, movies, TV, whatever, they're, they're not all going to be everybody's cup of tea. Right. Well, and you got to think, too, like society, especially in nerd culture, is so contradictory now. <laughs> like we're, we're just a, we're just a bunch of hypocrites. Man. We are. We are. Be- because we will like you, you and I, I think, are two good examples of this because we will something like The Last of Us Part Two. You know, you got spoiled on it. Mm-hmm. Like early, uh, I fortunately did not get spoiled. Um, if I if I would have gotten spoiled on anything that took that took part in the second half of the game, I wouldn't have bought it. Um, just because I I, I would have been that guy that said no fuck it they ruined it you know like um, because of the expectations that I had because mm-hmm. uh, of that that narrative that we all create in our mind you know exactly it's, it's my it's my video game it's not naughty dog's video game it's my video game because i bought it so it should be it should live up to my expectations and that's that's fundamentally wrong um you know there, there's parts of that argument that can be made well if if i'm going to invest the time and the effort then maybe they should invest the time and the effort to, to put forth a good product and something like the last of us part two is you, you can't argue it. it it's not just a good product it's a great product so you know going into it i i i was very very uh selective on what reviews i read because i didn't want to get spoiled 
Um, but all the reviews that that I read were like, you know, once I started playing the game, I figured out, oh, you don't like this game because there's lesbians in it. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you don't like this game because of how they empower this one archetype of a character. Well, fuck you. The game's not bad just because you disagree with it. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. And, it, you know, you, you every time we talk about nerd culture, you bring it up. And, and I'm glad that you do because we all fucking suck. Like, we we as nerd culture need to have an intervention with ourselves and say, look, they are they are eventually going to say that the money that we make them is not worth it and stop making us shit. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you because we're all guilty of letting our emotions guide our reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just look back to Game of Thrones or uh, Star Wars last couple ones or, you Mass know. Mass Effect 2. Mass, Ma- Mass Effect 3. Or Mass Effect 3, Mass I'm Effect sorry. Mass Effect 3, yeah, the ending. We yes. got, you know, they, people were so upset about that that they actually went back in and tried to add to it to, to try and, like, make people happy instead of putting time and effort towards making more DLC. And so, right. it, like, here's the thing. And, I, and, I, and I'm so glad you brought up The Last of Us Part 2 because I'm actually working my through. I'm, I was working through on it like on a second playthrough before I picked up Ghost. Very slowly going through, catching stuff I didn't pick up the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that game is so divisive. Yeah. It's so divisive. And honestly, part of what, part of what, like, like the reason is, is that of why uh, Metacritic is doing what they're doing is because quite literally, if you go on the Metacritic right now for Last of Us Part 2, it's like half and half, positive and negative. There's like fifty thousand negative reviews, and mm-hmm. there was like thousands of negative reviews within hours. This Last of Us Part Two is a twenty-four to thirty-hour game, right? How how can you possibly conceivably play through that, even if you picked it up the day before, and say this is a zero? Because I feel like the game, even if you disagree with like like, like with story treads that they did. I don't think that game is anywhere near a zero. I feel like no. more more effort was put into that game. It, it, you look at the even just taking away from story beats, uh, the the level of quality of acting from the voice actors and motion capture. Oh, it's fantastic! Oh my gosh, especially with the how they did the face facial animation this time around. Yeah, man, I was sold in into that. You know, the gameplay took the first game and just added to it sprinkles mm-hmm. here. You know it. I made the little, um, the, you know, the you know the comparison to MGS Five. It was close to MGS Five, not quite there, but pretty darn close as, as far as what they were. They they weren't trying to emulate that. And you know what? Well, I actually, oh, go no, go ahead. They, they, you know, they totally going into it. You're not playing as Joel anymore, mm-hmm. so they had to totally rework every mechanic that you got used to and yeah. familiarized yourself with in the original game because it's not the same anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, to, to throw out the famous quote here, it's a whole new ball game. Yep. That's tremors. Yeah. Get after. <laughs> you know, and- but, uh, I mean, it, it's just, look at the weather elements that we didn't have in the last of us one. Yeah. That were such, such a big part, the weather and, and, um, like uh, how the environments change based on different scenarios in The Last of Us Part Two. Like it, it, it's not the same product. 
I, I I said it during the game edX uh, spoiler discussion with, with, with between me and Mike. It was very difficult for me and Mike not to talk about this game so much and right. save it for the podcast. We did talk about it a lot. And The Last of Us Part One is an amazing journey uh, of of darkness. Of it, it it hits you at certain levels as a human being. And Part Two does something. It almost does the same thing, but it does it in a different different way. But it they tricked you. Yes, but they also stay true to the world. <laughs> like, t- they stay true to the world that they had set up of just ruthlessness. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, the world doesn't give a shit what sequel you met, you had in mind of what you wanted to see. The world right. is relentless. The world is, it, is dark. And, it, and, and a lot of the things that happen in the game fit the setting of that world. And so... I understand why people don't like the game. I understand. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with anybody that says the game sucks because they didn't like the story beat, or because of A, a and B, or, or or anything like that. I'm not even gonna debate that with people because they're people. They're gonna like what they like, and I'm gonna like what I like. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot conceivably see, uh, you know, them trying to damage other people's experience by. Because people will go will go to Metacritic or go to Rotten Tomatoes and try to look at reviews. What are other people saying about the game? And it's like zero 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 one two three one zero 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 ten ten ten. You know, and a lot of the people who who are who are giving it a ten are almost doing it to combat the people giving it a zero to just to even out the score. Right. You know, and and. When it, it, you like YouTube comments are just as guilty, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's obviously treacherous ground because of, of of what you're potentially opening yourself up to for spoilers, um, you know. But I looked, IGN and Gamespot and a couple of those media outlets like that have done specials post Last of Us Part Two. Like, here's this inside look at what Neil Druckmann thought, or you know, this voice actor thought this, like. You go to those comments, and they're not just doing it on Metacritic. They're doing it in anywhere that they can. You go through any Last of Us Part Two video on YouTube, and three out of five comments in a row are, this game's awful, total zero, one star, like, fuck off. Laura Bailey is getting death threats. Thank you. For That's that not up. okay. No, it isn't. She did a fantastic job in this game. Yes. She... The thing is, is that she does a great job in almost everything she does, right. and if if you follow her career and different characters that she's played, you you can't always tell when it's her, right? You know, she does such a good job at getting into that character, and she did she, she did a fantastic job in this game, and 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 just because you don't like a character or or, or things that a character does, doesn't give you the right to go on and harass or threaten the family. Right, of the person who did that, that that would be like, like what happened, like with Game of Thrones going on there and sending you know Kit Harrington death threats, mm-hmm. or you know, or or anything like. No, dude, he's the actor. They gave him a script, and he yep. performed it. You know, no. To just close up this segment before we move on, I agree with you. We need to have like a big nerd nerd um, uh, intervention, intervention. Inter- like a nerd intervention, and like guys, come on, because you, there's such a big movement right now on 
online of like bringing to light, you know, the wrongs of what people do. And quite literally those like, uh, like this going to this level is right there with it. We as nerds are almost going to cancel ourselves. That's right. And the worst part is, is that it, it's going to be that classroom mentality of the absolute worst of us are going to cancel it for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no big, long conversation about that. And there's more that can definitely be said, but like, you know, we definitely need to be a little bit more, you know, this is, you know, coming out of this. And, and then, and then I said this to Nate, uh, on one of the prior episodes here that you weren't on that it, it's kind of given me a little bit of a personal wake up too. That sometimes I, I, I'm too hard on certain things about uh, things I don't like. And it, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, because you know, we all get impassioned and we're like, oh, this movie, I, I wanted this movie to be better and whatnot. And you, you can always be like Kevin Smith and seemingly love everything. <laughs> it's like, you know, anytime I listen to Kevin Smith, he's always going, oh, my God, it was awesome. You know, and it's like I, I wish we could all sit around and be stoned all day and just be happy. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. And right. so me personally, going forward, I'm going to try and be a little bit more conservative, you know, conservative with my own mindset of like. All right. Just because I don't like this doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to like it. I can say mm-hmm. what I think about it, but also I don't want to come in here and completely shit on it because I know a lot of people, actors, producers, writers, effects people put a lot of work into this. You know, it, it, it's it's not just it not it just because just it isn't what I wanted, and I'm over here huffing and puffing because oh this thing didn't live up to my expectations. You know, let's be real about it. A lot of work went into this and we need to like think about that before we start going on and just trashing on on something and air our opinions but do them with an air of caution because let's not go overboard we don't need to well and and, and to to add one more thing here you know in regards to the laura bailey thing Mm -hmm. she she provided one of the most fantastic emotional experiences of any any character of the last five years that I can just pull pull off the top of my head. What incentive now if Naughty Dog and Sony says, you know what, we there's more story to tell here. Mm-hmm. We we need we would like to have you back. We'd like to invite you back to to re reprise your role as as Abby for The Last of Us Part Three to make it a full trilogy. And she says no. Right. Yeah. People, because why should you? Yeah. Why should people she put are, herself through people that? Are, people are threatening my life and my child's life and my husband's life. Yeah. Fuck off. You're right. What you I'm know? what I'm really happy about is that the team over there at at the company and Neil and Troy and Ashley, they're all really supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, like I watched. Uh, I've been watching, like, after I beat the game, I then went and listened to some podcasts featuring these people and to hear them talk about it, to hear, like, their take on what their characters, you know, their journeys and whatnot. And I thought that, and that actually made the experience even better for me to get to be like, okay, they performed this, but what do they got to say about it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, let forget about what commenter A, B, C, and D oh, down here on, on YouTube channels think, and what do the actual actors think, you right. know, uh, compared to, you know, also mix that with what I think. And I, I love the support structure that they've been showing for her and for everybody because she does not deserve that. That is the absolute worst 
bullshit with this is that mm-hmm. it's one thing if you want to go send uh, Neil hate mail for a for a, a property that he wrote or helped write and create because he he was like, what do we do in a game that's or in a property in, in like a universe that is this bleak of a setting that we have tried to sprinkle in a little bit of hope when there is no hope, you know, right. And then he came, they they came up with something and they did it and they gave it to us when quite literally they never had to. They could have just went on to a new IP and said, you know what, Last of Us is what it is. You know, it is what it, you know it's going to go here. And people are like, well, what about the rest of the story? It was like, well, we don't we don't you guys are you know we we can't please everybody, so we just aren't going to do it. And like like what you said, we are we are running the risk of alienating those creators. Yeah, you know because I mean. It- like, what if what if Corey Balrog every time he opened his internet, mm-hmm. it was how awful the new God of War was? Yeah, and how like how like like the fan base like they're outside of his home in Modesto, California, wherever he lives, with torches and pitchforks, ready to murder him because of what he did to the God of War franchise. Like, we have no incentive to continue down this track. Yeah, like at all. Oh yeah, uh, and I and I hope that we can be better. And I hope mm-hmm. that as as, as 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 we move along, we can hopefully um, I don't I don't know just be less extreme. You know, it, it the that is like one of the like the positives and negatives to like having the internet and everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, if this were twenty years ago, you know, it would be word of mouth mostly. You know. But now it's like everybody has a Twitter account, everybody has a Facebook, everybody has a YouTube channel. They can, you know, ironically, a podcast with what we're doing. Is that's how we talk about it because we talk about and review things as well, right? But but as you but as I said earlier, I, I want to be more conscious of how I review things going forward, just simply because it's like I see the the like the, like the absolute worst place where the where this can go, and if this is something I'm really excited about. And I didn't like it. How should I frame that? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very entertaining to hear somebody get on the internet and scream and yell because they got angry because they got wronged by something that they paid for. Damn it! You know, you know, Disney ruined Star Wars. You know, but it, but it just let's calm down. Take a step back. Calm down. Air your thoughts. Don't be rude and don't send people fucking death threats. That's not right. Yeah. Um, so now, so now, now we're going to move on to some happier topics here on the show. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, uh, just note that it was, it was very difficult in that conversation not to just tangent into a full Last of Us discussion because me and Tyler haven't had a one-on-one, full-on in-person discussion for, for that game. And and we both love the characters and yeah. the universe and the story and the narrative and like every, like literally every bit of it. We'll see and the thing is is that we we've had a couple of texts from right when we beat the game and mm-hmm. so of course it was like fresh and in the moment and there was like oh I didn't like this I like this I'm not sure about this I'm not, I'm not sure about that. And so now that we've had time to let it marinate with our within ourselves in the story, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say and maybe we'll have time mm-hmm. afterwards. But they announced <laughs> you know we're this show's called Journey into Comics. We're going to talk about some comic stuff. <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is getting some comics from Dark Horse Comics. It's I think gonna, this is really, really cool. Yes, it's pretty neat. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Valhalla, uh, they just did the um, did the Ubisoft forward thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where, where we got a little bit more news about it. 
And it's going to be a three issue. It's going to be called Song of Glory, Assassin's Creed Valhalla Song of Glory. And issue one hits comic shops on October 21st and is available for pre-order at comic shops now. And so, of course, in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you're going to be able to switch back and forth between a male and female character. Uh, oh, that was pretty interesting. That kind of brings into the it's um uh, I, not exact, but like kind of like the like the uh, GTA Five type deal where you can switch characters. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot because before, I believe you you could pick one or the other, and both of them kind of existed and had story uh, instead of just having like an avatar. Yes. So yeah. Um, the game is set to release on November 17th, which is right around the time as the supposed next-gen consoles. But, yeah, comic book coming out for that, so, and it's going to be like a prequel leading up into the uh, story of the game. Now, if the first issue comes out on the, on the 21st, I would assume that all three issues will probably be out uh, by the, like, at least by the date of um, the launch of the game. It. Yeah. So, I don't know that for sure, from what I've seen, but I, I but I would imagine so. The other comic news: Rorschach, Rorschach DC Black Labels bringing back Rorschach uh, for a, I believe it's a twelve issue series. Uh, I thought that was right, and very uh, some people are mixed about this. Uh, but the timeline is it's apparently go- it's it's going to be taking place after it's going to be a, it's going to be a modern day, and it's going to take place after the events of the, of the of the HBO series, which I need to finish. I actually never finished it. Uh, yeah. Um, I um, what do you think about them doing a new Rorschach? I so I the moment that um I can't remember if I sent you guys this or someone else sent it to me or. Or how I figured out or or found out about it, but like Rorschach is is arguably the best character in the Watchmen to me, just because there's so many there's so many layers to that character. Yeah. Um, and it, you know the mask is obviously cool, and and the movie was fan the the movie the movie representation of that character was incredible. I agree. Um, I talked to a lot of people. I have not watched the the Watchmen HBO series yet because I just haven't had time. Um, but I've heard a lot of people say that it is awful. Um, and then I know a lot of people who believed that the show was so bad that it got canceled when it was originally in- intended as just a one season. Yeah, like a one. Here, yep. Here, here's my, uh, you know, here's my Watchmen story, and now I'm done. Um, and that that's not true. You know, from from everyone that I've talked to that has actually watched it, and and like slightly made an effort to educate themselves about it, uh, you know, it's not it's not supposed to be a big continuing. It's not just supposed to be ga- ten seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and you know, from from some of the things that people have told me that change that are different about the, the, the current Rorschach character. I love it. I want, I want more. So, so what I like about this is that the, the article even states this itself is that, you know, the original Watchmen was, was a comic book political statement mm-hmm. of like taking our current world and our, and our situation and taking some of those things to the, uh, to the utmost extremes to show us, 
where where we're headed, you know, where we could be headed, you know, and it is a fictional setting uh, version of that, like with, um, you know, Nixon on his fourth term or whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, of course, uh, the series takes place in, in a more modern time. And the the president Robert Redford is on his up you know however many presidential things that he's had, mm-hmm. and, and 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 this is a quote um like uh, 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 like about the comic and then of course uh um like what they're doing and uh, uh Tom King I, I believe says this. Like the HBO Watchmen show, and much like the original '86 Watchmen, this is a political work. It's an angry work, and uh, we're so angry all the time now. It's just funny because it kind of harkens back to our first topic a little bit, right? Uh, but it also just over encompasses a much bigger, broad, broad stroke, of, uh, like a spectrum. We ha- we have to do something with that anger. It's called Rorschach, not because of the character Rorschach, but because of what you see in these characters tells you more about yourself than about them. I liked that a lot. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the press release suggests that Rorschach will reemerge as an assassin out to kill the first opponent to President Robert Redford in decades. But uh, the detective on the case will walk backward in time, uncovering the identities and motives of would-be killers, taking him deep into a dark conspiracy of alien invasions, disgraced do-gooders, mystical visions, and yes, comic books. Um, and Why would you not want to read that? I know. It, it's very interesting, and, and, we're, and we're probably definitely going to uh, be covering that here on the show as, as it comes out. I hope um, so. Another thing that I want to... Like, we, we read like the first couple way back when, but we never finished uh, Doomsday Clock, I w- and I would love to do a run-through of Doomsday Clock on, like, on uh, the yeah. show. I told Nate that I wanted to get you back before you came back as a full-time co-host, that I wanted to get you back on the show and redo Doomsday Clock anyway. Oh, there so. we go. Because we never actually got to finish Watchmen for Comic Club. We have we had a bunch of production snafus during that, and uh, never got to finish it. So I'd love to actually do a, a separate episode where we redo the a look at or like you know put do put put those issues into an episode or whatever, mm-hmm. like how we were doing, and um. So no, I, I'm very interested to see where they go. I the cover for the first Rorschach looks amazing. Like it looks like a mm-hmm. toss back into the like way back into the '80s, and um, yeah, like I'm all for it because here's the thing: we need to have works of art like this that press those buttons for us. Mm-hmm. To have that mirror to show back at us, you know, that's one thing that you know watching. You know the first few episodes of Watchmen. Like, spoiler alert: the very first episode of Watchmen opens up with the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, a hundred years ago. With, oh shit! With the uh, the big uh, attack on a black neighborhood that mm-hmm. killed like a hundred or three hundred people, something like it's a lot of people. It's one of the biggest hate crimes in our history. Um, because it was a black community and they were doing their thing and they were being successful and there were white people who didn't like that. And it was the, it, it coincided with the rising of the clan and, and, and everything. So like it was, it opens with that. And then it kind of, it goes into modern day where it shows racial issues now. And then of course it, it also shows police officers have to wear masks to, to protect their identity because they're being threatened by everyday citizens. It's like, wow. Like, this is fake, but it's also like two steps away from where we could be. And, right. the, and just like I said, uh, the original movie kind of did that as well. It, granted, 
plug in superheroes, but yeah, no, like it, like it definitely gets us there, and and I'm pretty excited to see uh to see Rorschach when it comes out, and it will be on sale October thirteenth. Um, will be the first issue of that. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely anticipate that we'll be covering uh Rorschach and uh going through those issues as they come out. Also coming out in October. The Walking Dead Deluxe, which is be it's going to be a full colorized version of the entire series. It's going to come out starting in October. Uh, the deluxe revival of the series will feature variant covers, and uh, each of the variants will co- will co- commemorate major character and, and, and like introductions and series most memorable moments and turns, twists and turns. The first issue of The Walking Dead Deluxe will hit the comic store's shelves on October 7th, with two issues being released every month. Readers should also know that these uh, versions of the comics will not be collected into trade paperback form for quite a while. So getting these single issues are going to be your only way to get the issues uh, for that uh, for, a, for a long time. Kirk, Robert Kirkman also confirmed that each of these issues will include a new installment of The Cutting Room Floor, offering a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the series with the writer's oh, cool. original handwritten plots coupled with commentary on abandoned storylines and plot points that may have changed along the way. So that's so I that's awesome. Ahead. No, I think this is awesome, and I know Nate has, has said that we should do a full kind of like series-long kind of review, like review a couple issues, like maybe an episode or whatever. Hi, Ruby. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and uh, this would be a really cool way to do it because, like, because we can just do one or two, you know, a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, because because um, uh, I know I have read up until one set one eighty in the series. I did at one ninety three, so I didn't get to finish it. Uh, when I, I've only I've only read like five issues total. Well, it'd be really neat to sit down with you because you would be completely new face to a lot of the different things and completely removed was, from the TV. I was going to say, you know, especially because I've been so detached from the TV show, you and I talked a long time ago, like how worthwhile it would be to actually read through mm-hmm. through the series because of how much better it is than the show. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I don't own any of it. So this would be a good way. I could just I kill all the birds with one stone. Yeah. And... <laughs> What's cool is is that they're actually putting some work into this, and uh, I'll send you some screenshots here in a minute. Okay. Of uh, of what some of these look like because they're 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 doing a really cool job of of colorizing this and not just phoning it in. You know, there uh, I know that there was a, a like a, like a little series where they were doing like a comic interactive visual novel where they took panels from the comic book and they slightly animated them and then did like voiceover work for it. And they only did like a couple of, uh, a couple of issues, maybe not even a full issue, but uh, I always wanted to see what they would do if they had a chance to do that. And also, you know, I do appreciate the fact that the original series is in black and white. And, uh, you know, as a, as a nod back to the old George Romero films, mm-hmm. you know, and that's cool. But, you know, colorized is just a different, it makes it more real and gritty, I guess. Like, especially with the gore. And I think it's a really cool way to go and, and like, review the series again. 
Is it like from a full comic perspective? So yeah, I say. Oh, you, that looks real good. Yeah, man, that's from the first issue, and uh, so like, like as they said, two issues a month uh, to to kind of redo the whole series. That's and that's going to take a while, obviously, uh, to 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 completely re put it out. But also like you know coming out, I believe they're going to be like five bucks an issue. What's interesting is that me and Nate just reviewed Negan Lives, and we both went mm-hmm. to the comic book store up there, and we both bought a copy of Negan Lives. Uh, so yeah, it. I think it's pretty a cool way. I, I don't even know if, if Nate has even seen this yet, because he hasn't because he hasn't said anything about it yet. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't really have much else. I mean, we have some stuff with the with, with the Marvel shows being delayed, which I think is just a given. Do you think? Um... You've seen you've seen the big push on the internet here lately to just release Black Widow on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Yeah, do you think that's actually going to happen? No. How do you? So to add to that, how excited are you that Goodrich Quality Theaters got bought out? <laughs> I'm actually excited because that means that uh, from just from a perspective of them having money issues even before the coronavirus, uh, mm-hmm. that they'll still be around. Um, here's the thing. You know, the they're anticipating to reopen theaters uh, next month. Next or yeah, like yeah, in, like in August with Tenet and uh, what other movie? It was another movie. Um, uh, I don't remember. There's what a, it was called. like a kid movie, wasn't it? Actually, it wasn't next month. It was by the end of this the, month. The end of this month. And it was. Uh, I don't remember. One it of them is Tenet. It was a kids. Yeah, it was a kids movie in Tenet. Anyway, so I probably will not be going to the theater. For the foreseeable future. Um, number one, I wasn't too stoked on Black Widow to begin with. Not that I, not that I, like, if everything was perfectly fine and everybody was healthy and not carrying around any sort of, any possible germs I could take back home to my kids. That is a movie that I would be like, man, what am I doing this weekend? Like, do I have any free time? Right. And then it was like, all right, is there anything else I could do? <laughs> and then it's like, no. Okay, maybe I'll go see Black Widow. That right. that was going to be like the hey maybe if we get a date night we can go see it. Yep. That wasn't going to be the oh I'm standing in line to go see Black Widow. And uh part of that is simply because they've already kind of completed their story arc with Endgame. Mm-hmm. And this movie's going to like plug in a new part of it. And so I this is the movie I felt like they felt like they should have done 5 years ago. Right. If they were going to do it, and, and instead of getting, it should have been now. one that was like right after Avengers, Avengers, or at least Age of Ultron, or mm-hmm. or, or or at least after a Civil War. I, in mm-hmm. fact, in fact, better yet, better yet, uh, to nitpick movies that have been out for a couple years <laughs> with Endgame, this would have been the perfect movie to plug into before Endgame came out, instead yeah. of Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel was in there well, for a it's couple. Awful. I mean, she's in there for a cup of coffee, and they had to like explain why the most powerful character is not around uh, to help out with this plot to try and to try and undo everything that the big bad villain did. Right. And so they came up with a way, but I out of, out of everything that that movie did great, Captain Marvel was just I feel like they just shoe, shoehorned her in because mm-hmm. they were trying to introduce her and they did her own movie, and her movie was one of the few movies that I really didn't enjoy all that much. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it was okay. It's okay, and I and and, and I've rewatched it, and I and I feel like my 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 rewatch was a little bit better than my initial one because I I kind of knew what to expect. It would have. I I still stand by. It would be a lot better movie if it didn't have Brie Larson in it. I I, I don't have that. I'm not married to the character enough to say that. <laughs> um, because I just felt like a Black Widow movie right before Endgame. You know, you have Ant Man. And then you do a Black Widow movie that dives back into Black Widow story in between, you know, before uh, Infinity War. Right. Would it, man, you would have been really invested into Black Widow, who took a major, major role in, in Endgame, where she dies. Well, and especially she's taken a major role in like the last three movies. Yes, exactly. She had a, ma- she had a major role in Civil War. Mm-hmm. She had a major role in Infinity War. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Big deal. Big. Big deal. Big deal. So okay. So I'm not. I'm not really super excited to go see that in theaters. Wonder Woman. I would have been again. That would have been another date night movie. Because uh, right. I don't get to go to the movies as often as I would like, even without a pandemic. So would I go see that? Probably not. Um. I again. I, I probably would just pick it up the like the moment it came out and try to watch it. But as far as like good rich, at least I know they're going to be around when the pandemic's over. Mm-hmm. That that makes me feel good, and that we'll be able to go to movies because I just put all that money into updating Eastside Ten to like the best movie theater I've ever been to, right? And I don't want that to well, go away. I, I really appreciated their statement. Did you did you read the statement? Yes. From the yeah. so they're they're a, a big real estate company from New York. Uh, they don't that that manages like malls. Yeah. But they they in their statement said that they pay this company that to manage movie theaters and it does a fantastic job and blah, 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 blah. And I was reading through that and I was like, okay, this is all hollow. Let me get some good information. And then like when they finally got to the nitty gritty, it said the first two things we're going to do is we're going to lower concession costs and ticket prices because they're both ridiculous. And I was like, they get it. They <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, because they want to drive people back into the theater to want to go, and right. that's a that's that's a thing that kind of hurts on like hurts in itself because the only thing that gets people to really go to the theaters on a, on a normal basis are huge, big blockbuster, basically the same issue we're having with video games that the AAA issue of like man, it there you know like the big Marvel movie is always going to have people go see it. Yeah, sure, but like how many people are going to rush out to go see Tenet? You know, it's like probably not as many. And uh, that movie apparently needs to make 800 million just to break even or whatever. <laughs> and wow. so it, it's going to be a big, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a big movie and, and, and I'm a Nolan fan. So I would, so I do want to see it, but it's not very often do I'm like rushing out to go see the next, next Nolan movie in the theater. And right. if the movie, you know, uh, one of the good rich theaters just South of me, the, uh, uh, the Lebanon theater, the ticket prices there are way cheaper than ones in Lafayette. Really? Like, oh yeah, because Lafayette was like what twelve dollars for a ticket. Uh, if you yeah, it was like twelve fifty twelve fifty for a regular ticket, like ten fifty for a student, and then like nine dollars for military, something like that. Okay, so like they were at least a few dollars cheaper to be like eight to nine dollars just for like the twelve dollar, like the basic. Wow, and so like that's where we would go. That's where we saw Infinity War. It's where we saw, um, you know, a few other movies. So, but also their theater has not been upgraded now. So like, <laughs> be able to kick the you know, kick the feet back, right? You know, 
man. Uh, speaking of stuff coming out, like we you know, we're talking about the Disney Plus stuff. WandaVision is par- apparently still hasn't been. Ha- ha- they still haven't had an update and still set for a December release. However, they're not done filming Falcon and Winter Soldier, so that's not going to make its August release. So when exactly are we going to be seeing these? And you know, these movies are supposed to, or these, I'm sorry, these series are supposed to tie into the new to the new movies that are coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, basically the heads over at MCU. Feige and whoever else need to sit down and figure out release schedules going forward because now it's saying that um, the next Spider-Man movie should be done filming by February. Wow. Because Holland is pretty much filming Uncharted right now. And then then right after that, he's going to start working on filming Spider-Man. And then he's got to start prepping for the release for both of them. So, mm-hmm. so Tom Holland's going to be a busy boy uh, for the next year, just going through and cycling because that the schedules because he has a deal with Sony to do a movie, not just you know for Spider Man, but you know to you know to be tied with the Uncharted series, and so he's going to be a busy boy. But with that Spider Man movie finishing filming in February, they they're about to kick back up with filming of Shang Chi in in Australia. I know some movies are back to work already, um, but everything that we have known for when stuff is going to be coming out is going to be completely rewritten. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we got lucky, so lucky, that they got everything filmed and done for Mandalorian Season 2 right before everything started getting crazy with the pandemic. So we're still getting Mandalorian in October, and from what I understand, all of the effects stuff is going well with people working at home. And it's supposedly supposed to come out right when it's supposed to. But but as far as everything else, it's like I, it's kind of up in the air, to be honest with you. I'm really, I'm actually glad that you brought up the Wandavision thing uh, because I read an article on Friday from the Hollywood Reporter that said that the Disney Plus show had been pushed back to spring of 2021. That one has. And then, well, no. And then, as of last night, until uh, Marvel Studios says otherwise, WandaVision is still set yes. for December 2020 release. Yeah. So, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, because there was the, the news that came out yep. uh, about it being changed and then it not being changed, and that they, they haven't made an announcement yet on Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it's definitely going to happen, because its release date was supposed to be next month, and they're not mm-hmm. done filming everything. Right. And uh, so, yeah, like everything kind of going on in that realm is just kind of up in the air. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of this and that about um, about releases, about about filming. When we're all this is uh, like, um, man, what's the what's the best word or the best phrase? Like we're all this is all best case scenario. Yeah, because like I, I'm I'm not canceling my vacation next month for fun. Yeah, I'm canceling my vacation because Florida has fifteen thousand plus cases of coronavirus a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with just like everyone thought, with everything opening back up, the cases are spiking a lot, 
And then in the fall, with schools being forced to open, um, you know, it, it, I, I see us going right back to where we were at at the beginning of March. Unfortunately, in some cases, it's worse now than it was in the beginning of March. Yes. Because there's even more cases being reported now. Thankfully, not in those same areas. You know, New York is right. not bad anymore. But other areas that decided to just, you know, okay, you know, we're done. You know, you know, pandemic over, you know, back to normal. No, it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that never was the case, like whatsoever. And then with our current, a current like administration in the White House blocking the CDC from testifying about school res- about, about schools reopening, that rubs me the wrong way. Yep. That rubs me the, 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 the... That is like, what? How can you possibly do that? Like, for me, okay, like, I'm not going to sit here and, I, and I'm not going to drag this into a huge political, like, discussion because I, I'm not going to assume what everybody who listens to us thinks. But the simple fact is... I, I love how you're just slowly sinking. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, fucking sitting on this exercise ball is the greatest way to record a podcast ever. <laughs> See, I, I fidget way too much for doing a video podcast. I really shouldn't do it. Because like, Dude, I'm, I'm sitting stretching here, my back. Like, I'm scratching my nose. I'm like, oh, the inside of my nose itches. How do I how do I itch it without making it look like I'm picking my nose? I have this, uh, this little twisty tie wrapped around my finger. Because I, I just sit here and I just mess with it. Like... If you watch any video podcast with me in it where I'm just sitting here at the computer, I'm sitting here and I'm doing this. I, I, I throw it up there for a little while. I'm like, okay, I'm done messing with it. And then you'll see me like 20 minutes later. Eh, let me get that again. <laughs> but no, man, I just don't understand. Like, you're basically going to be sending kids back to school. And ex- one, one of the, I, I, I can't remember if it was locally here. Or, it might have been Lafayette uh, or, or, or Tipica New said, Face masks are going to be encouraged but not enforced where you know where social distancing is not possible. How can you social distance in a school with that many kids? Right. Just just in general. I, I really don't understand how you're going to you do it. But then also, how are you going to let the, the organization that is set up to monitor and give educated opinion on diseases... And how are you going to block them from giving their opinion about what we should be doing as far as schools reopening? Because it will uh, it will dampen it will dampen um, your your statistics in the polls for November. It, it already is like your your polls are already like I can't conceivably think now there now there is a group of people who don't want to conform or do any of this stuff and 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 don't want to do anything i saw a video yesterday somebody walking into a store and starting on monday a lot of the major chains and stores across the country are are, are adopting a mask rule you have to be wearing a mask to go inside yep um which is really in this podcaster's opinion probably what we should have done when this started to get bad and maybe mm-hmm. we maybe we should we wouldn't be where we are now because there are other places in this world, Japan only has a death count in, in about like the thousand range, and that and, and and because what do they do over there when they feel sick? Just, just without a pandemic, they wear a mask because they're so close quartered to each other. Because it's in their culture, it's ingrained to be like a courtesy. 
Even in some cases, it's a fashion statement, and, and that's kind of weird. But, like, I mean, Michael Jackson wore a mask all the time. Look, I mean, look at him. <laughs> but, I mean, no, it's just like, you Jesus. Know, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you mean you're just ignorant. Like <laughs> it. Anyway, uh, no, it just it's How can you keep kids from getting sick, or at least being a carrier, to then bring it home, to give it to their grandma, to give it to me? <laughs> I mean, and then if I get sick and I have to stay home from work, I'm not getting paid. We're going to lose the house. Because, you know, all that stuff, with the, like at the beginning of this, like, it's all right, guys, just let us know that you can't make your payment because of coronavirus and we'll, like, you know, we'll handle it later. Now it's like, nope, nope, nope. We're not going to extend, uh, you know, the unemployment benefit because too many people are making more money on, un- on unemployment than they were before and they don't want to go back to work. It's like, well, they don't want to go back to work because they don't want to get risk getting sick. Uh because we're because we're in a very awkward situation, and I'm not saying that there's any one fix, but we need to like don't sit there and tell me that you've done the math on child death rate for going back to school, and it's only a point something percent, but it's fifteen thousand kids. Right. That doesn't, and, and that's just the percentage of the kids' deaths. What about the transmission death? And the teachers, and, and, the, and then the teachers, yeah, the teachers, and the, and the and then the administrations. So like, don't even like, this is a problem. And when you start quoting these other countries that are starting to go back to school, that's because they have a handle on the situation, and we don't. We just don't. And that's not what. I, and I understand that, that, that that's not what everybody wants to hear. But it, I'm not going to sit there and like, oh well, like I. I watch CNN, so I know what's going on. Like, look at all the different stuff from around the entire gamut of information that's out there, right? With numbers, and also uh, the whole thing about the, our, our current administration blocking the CDC from getting numbers, and now the, all the numbers are are going are going to get reported right to them. Man, that, fishy. Man, that, that man, this this stinks of something. Man, man, like, 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 this is fishier than a New York fish market. Like, you, you're walking down the docks and you know where you're at when you go there. Right. And, and this smells like that too, because to me, it smells like you want to paint a certain picture of what you want things to be, and it's not reality. Yeah. You know, as you said, America. as you said, man, you had to cancel your vacation because it's not worth it to put your family at risk just to go to the beach or, or, nope. or go on vacation. And as much as I want you to have a vacation and take a break from your rigorous work life, you need it. But unfortunately it's going to have to wait until, until we don't have to worry about getting sick. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I mean, the selfish part of it is you, you can't do the things that you want to do because shit's closed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's not, I mean, I don't know. There, I think that we all just need to get our guillotines out of our closets. And then, <laughs> um, I've heard this before. <laughs> park the, park them in the street, and then we'll be all right. Um, like when you okay, so uh, I saw a video locally. You know, some places are already starting to enforce the mask rule, like mm-hmm. Meyer and Walmart and GameStop. Even I went to GameStop. I mean, when I go out, I wear a mask because I'm thinking about my kids. Right. I'm thinking about if I get sick. Oh, the, the, my work now has a policy. If you have symptoms of, of of COVID-19, you have to stay home and you have to get tested and you have to quarantine for up to 14 days. 
and not get paid for it. I can't do that. I simply cannot. Right. So I wear a mask. We bought some masks. I, I, I pop it on. I keep one in my car. Just whoop, pop it on. Go about my day. I'm not even thinking about it. Just do just do my thing. I like to stay away from people anyway. So so so, so I'm like an OG social distancer, you know. <laughs> well, one of my one of my teachers from high school that Scott and I are good friends with, she posted a thing uh, like two three weeks ago. Like, what are what are the things that you have learned to appreciate the most from this from this awful pandemic? And I was like, man, two things, real easy. One, finally seeing a true sense of community mm-hmm. with people like people that don't like each other, people that are strangers, just, you know what? We're a community. We need to stick together. I'll help you out. You help me out. Life gets better for everybody. We like of all the things that are bad in America right now, we should hit pause, rewind just a little bit and yeah. look at that, that, at that sense of community that we had at the beginning of this pandemic, yeah, when we were get, when we were were social distancing, when we were quarantining, when we were locked down, you know, every one of us hated it because we couldn't do some of the things that we like to do, but we did it because we were worried about our next door neighbor, and we we bought groceries for our next door neighbor, yes. and we did shit like that, and you know, everybody talks, especially from our generation, like. Remember, remember after 9-11 when the whole country was united and blah, blah, blah? We just had it. We just watched it again. Yep. And we're already past it. It already doesn't matter anymore. You know, and I, I said that, and then I said social distancing. You know, social distancing is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Skylar and Ruby and I went to the Indianapolis Zoo a couple weeks on 4th of July. Yeah. We went to the zoo on a fucking national holiday when you would think it's the busiest day of the year. And we went to the Dolphin Show. Okay? You know how the Dolphin Show is. 300,000 people packed into a little stadium to watch some dolphins do flips and shit. <laughs> they had the bleachers with tape on them. Yeah. Okay? Marked. Well, they had them marked. So each row has a certain portion of the bleachers marked. One family can sit in that section. I didn't have anybody 25 feet to my left. I didn't have anybody 25 feet to my right. I didn't have anybody 15 feet behind me. And they didn't have anybody with the same dimensions around them. It was fucking incredible. I could stretch out. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have to worry about my kid throwing shit at people. Like it was it was good. You can't tell me that that's not better. <laughs> it, well, and you know, just what we said about the theaters, dude, they're gonna do the same thing where like Yes. Here, here, here. It's like now you don't have to worry about hopefully sitting next to somebody they don't know and you're bumping elbows with them trying to fight right. for that arms arms uh, arm space. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna get that armrest or you're gonna not have a seat. So yeah. let's uh let's go ahead and work this out. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I agree with you. We just need to be more thoughtful of others and yeah. You know, especially with everything as we're gonna be. You know, there was thought. Oh, maybe the heat will kind of calm it down. Maybe you'll. No, it hasn't. It has not. <laughs> We are right now worse than we ever were. It's going to get worse because mm-hmm. even though things are in Florida are as bad as they've ever been, they're, they're still opening up Disney World. And then I, I sent you something that I found the other day. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Health experts. 
please wear protective suits, suits in this space. space. <laughs> it's Kid Rock on the beach on the moon with no protective suit. <laughs> he's strolling like he's. <laughs> tell me what to do. Yo, you ain't gonna tell me. But and, you know, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, divisiveness in the country right now too, where. You know, people are saying masks don't matter. People are saying that it's, you know, conspiracy. And then there's the whole child trafficking mm -hmm. thing. And and I'll be honest with you right now. If the child trafficking thing matters more to me than people wearing masks, and I, I will articulate a little more on that. If you choose, if you elect to not wear a mask in public, that's a, that's on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's your right. And it's the business's right to say, hey, you can't come in here if you don't have a mask on. So if you're going to exercise and flex your right, then so can anyone else. I, in the beginning of this whole thing, didn't wear a mask. When I go in public now, I wear a mask because of the courtesy factor. I'm doing it because Meyer is asking me to wear a mask. So I am accepting the, the minor inconvenience to continue to do business with their store. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about sneezing in somebody's face because I've got a mask on. Does it does it stop 100% isolate your 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 body in a vacuum? No. But it helps. And if you don't believe that it helps, that's on you. Um but I'm going to do my part to be a member of the community like everybody else should be. Yeah, I mean, this is something that shouldn't be politicized. Right. In my opinion, it doesn't matter which way you lean, if you're in favor of one party or another or, 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 or for this or for that, or if you have certain. No, this is a this, this is a public health concern. Right. You know, you know, we should be looking out for one another and we should exactly. be we should be trying to get through this as painlessly and quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. But instead, we have too many people who are hard headed and they don't want to listen to what anything tells them to do. And they're not going to do it because they want to be the rebels. And because I think it's not that big a deal. I personally, uh, I, I, I didn't know these people. These are people of people I know. So people I know, they know these people. Two people mm -hmm. have died that, I, that, I, that I'm aware of. Wow. And I mean, that doesn't seem like a lot. But quite literally, they died from something that has killed like uh, 140,000 people. Is that, is that how many yeah. people have died? I think it's up to 160. 160. Okay, so I know two. And they were both in their 40s. And they had no other prior health concerns. And they got this thing and it just ravaged them. Mm -hmm. And I know it's variable. It may not happen to you or me. If we get it, you know, we may be okay. But there's, a, but there's another part of this that not everybody's talking about. And I am concerned as shit about it. And that's the blood clots. And every single person who they've tested, that they've looked at, they 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 have blood clots in their bodies because this yeah, shit. There's there, there's second there's secondary effects from the virus. Yeah, L lung function issues, mm -hmm. blood clots, uh, risk your risk of stroke goes up like three hundred percent. It's something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's not just you know and that that's sad you, you know i i could open up facebook right now and it's it's just the flu 60,000 people a year die of the flu we don't care about that well the flu doesn't give me blood clots that make me make my brain stroke out exactly exactly you know what i i really don't want to have 
an issue fighting off what could be a bad flu, right? Uh, and then have continual health issues after that just because we were just being stupid. And that's exactly what it is. I, I, I try not to go anywhere. Of course, I'm a guy that doesn't like to go anywhere anyway. Right. But even more so, uh, I've, I've, I've had to travel across state lines more than I've wanted to the last couple months due to personal issues. I made one trip up north to see Nate uh, a couple weeks ago. And even then, me and him got in the car and went to, to the comic shop. And that was it. I stopped at a gas station on the, like on, on, on the way up and on the way back. You got to do the do, man. You got to do the do. Um, and so, like, I was careful. Stay away from people. I don't like being around people anyway. You know, just me. I, I keep my head down. I, 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 I pay attention to myself. There was one dude behind me that looked like he hadn't showered in six weeks. On his phone. We were standing inside the gas station. And, of course, you know, people listen to music on their phone, Spotify. And he's just over here going. And he's singing along to Slipknot. And the, yeah. and the dude's like in his late forties. Kill it, man. <laughs> or fifties. <50s>. Uh, <laughs> when I when I walked in, he was sitting out by this truck, and I thought I heard it, and I just kept walking, and then he ended up behind me, uh, like at the like at the checkout, and he's just behind me, like you know, designated six feet or whatever. Right. Whoa, I am a man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny as hell. In a range kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, going to like just just to throw this out there because now because now we're done with the news, we're just BSing now for the end of the show. Um, I went to the mall yesterday, mm-hmm. or on no, on, on, like, like on Friday to go on pick Friday. up, yeah, uh, to go pick up ghosts and to get panda because panda's back on their full menu now, baby. <laughs> Dude, Nori Japan's so much better. You need to you need to upgrade. Okay, so. Stay with me, Jimbo, because here's what I do. I love Nori Japan, but I can't, I can't always convince Kate to get it, my wife. She likes it, but it's a lot of food. You just got to get both. Here's the thing. <laughs> and I piss them off every single time I do this, too, because <laughs> they, they're always so eager to serve me. And then I go up there, and I just ask for three orders of crab rangoons because their rangoons are bomb. Right. And they're just like, well, you nothing else, no drink? Nope. Not even a drink, homie. Nope. And then I'll take my Rangoons and go stand in the Panda Express line. <laughs> and they'll, they're over there cur- cursing me. I know they are. But no, no I love Nori Japan, but they got Nori Japan back open now. Mm-hmm. And, and they got that they got that fucking duct tape wall. Oh, dude, it's a big plastic wall. Yep. And would you like two little spots where they can, like, where you can put your arm through there to pan them to your, your, uh, your card or, uh, yeah, thir- Thursday night I went in there and got uh, two giant things of bourbon chicken. Oh, love their bourbon chicken. It's great. I love bourbon chicken. I love their teriyaki chicken. Everything I've ever had there is bomb. Yeah, like it, like it truly is. It, it, they've no, got it, like, they've got noodles now, and their noodles are real good. Ooh, might have to try the noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Speaking of like your GameStop trip, I have now moved all of my pre-order business to Target. Oh, really? Do share. Yeah, because I because I've got a red card. So is you that know, that's like... f- that's 5% off. It's 5 it's 5% off any purchase that you make at Target. So um Ghost of Tsushima was 59.99. I paid $60 and like 98 cents for the game. So basically Instead, it yeah. basically got me 5 bucks off. Yeah, so like you don't have to te- technically, I guess, I mean you still do, but like it covers mm-hmm. the tax. Right. Hell yeah. I so, mean and that's going to help out a lot when when like when the prices start going up. 
with 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 the next generation anyways well and I, I like especially too like i did i went in the store and picked it up but i did uh, order pickup so i woke up friday morning i rolled over out of bed i purchased ghost of shishima at like nine o'clock in the morning they said hey your order's ready i drove there after work i put my mask on i walked to the counter and i said Here's my barcode. Can I have my thing? And they scanned it and they gave it to me and I walked out of the store. Dude, they will that, yeah. they will deliver it right to your car. You don't even have to go in. Curbside, yeah. Yes. That's cool. So like what what it like Amazon's obviously great, but Yeah. It, it like hasn't every, been since this just started. No, and especially every time since they started doing video game pre-orders where release day delivery is supposed to be a thing. I have never once got a video game before eight or nine o'clock at night. Like, you know, I've told the story on the show on, on game addicts before about waiting around for mass effect Two. Like I, like I didn't get the game until 9 PM. I stayed home from school or no, I stayed home from work. I stayed home from work to play that fucking video game. And I wasted the entire day staring out the window, waiting for mass effect Two. So, like, what incentive do I have to give Amazon my business when Target will deliver the fucker to my car? Yeah. Uh, well, and I think I've told you, or, or I may have not told you. I I know I, that I've told the story several times now, but it happened to me with FF7 Remake, where I pre-ordered the game. See, uh, RE3 came out the week before, arrived mm-hmm. day of. No issues. Really? Of course, this is like the beginning of April, so this is like right when everything's going down with the pandemic. We're all closing down. We're all in quarantine. Um, all all the restaurants are closing down. Bars are closing down. You know, people people freaking out about toilet paper. You know, simpler times. Simpler times. <laughs> T- Tiger King. Tiger King was all the rage. Um, but FF Seven was going to come out and. I wasn't gonna get. I, I didn't get my physical copy until the next Wednesday. Really? And that that was just not gonna happen. That that wasn't gonna fly because I already, I'd already made a commitment for the Game Addicts channel to pretty much record my entire first playthrough of that game mm-hmm. and give commentary as I went along. And and I did that, and it's up on the YouTube channel. Uh, but I was not gonna wait. I mean, granted, I I was off of work. I was I I could have waited and just oh I can't hear you. I just yanked. I just yanked. <laughs> I yanked that right out of my ear. Got so animated. <laughs> anyway, so I, I I had to double dip and I bought another copy. I, I bought a digital copy, and that way I, I could download it. And I had it all downloaded like a few days before, mm-hmm. and I played it. And then I got my collector's or my special edition, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and and then in the mail. And then it happened with Last of Us. Checked out. Check this out. I'm not sure if I told you this or 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 or, or, or if you've heard because when I ordered Last of Us. It, day of release, I had no shipping notification yet. But I got my pre-order uh, email uh, download code, so I mm-hmm. so so I knew it was being prepped. But I, and then literally at noon that day, or or or, or it was like eight thirty, or around lunch, whatever. I was talking to my wife, and we I got the notification. It has been delayed, but it but it hasn't updated it. So I'm like, shit, that, that that was supposed to be my weekend. It was supposed to be just nothing but kicking back and playing that game. Right. And she goes, well, we got, you know, you again, with my pre-orders, I usually pay them off months in advance. 
So the so those two games that I double dipped on, they've been paid off since like February with with like tax refund. We have enough money. We can go ahead and grab it, you know. So I downloaded it and it literally I had to walk her through deleting enough space on my PS4. <laughs> And then going to the store, you know, and she did it and she downloaded it. It was ready by the time I got home within 20 minutes of her doing that. We got the update email. It was going to come the next day, Saturday, (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) I didn't do that. And then of course I I was not about to do that with ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. As much as I want to play the game, I'm not double dipping again. Right. And I'm not going through that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I'm not sure what else here we could touch on on the show proper as you keep just whoop, whoop, leaning lean back, leaning back. <laughs> so yeah, no, we're just going to go ahead and thank you guys for checking out episode 305 of the Journey to Comics podcast. This has been a very unique podcast. Nate's not here today. He apparently never got power or maybe he got busy doing something else. But we are here today. Sans our brother, Nate. Nate, we miss you. And uh, hopefully we can be back for the next one. We're going to start kicking back a new... Uh, Oh, doing the comic book reviews again with like with the three of us, we have made sort of a commitment to where we're going to try and only do those when we're all three available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way we can all kind of give our thoughts about that. We have discussed some different series. Of course, we you, you hear it here on the show. We talked about doing Watchmen, talked about doing the new colorized version of Walking Dead as, as we go along with those. And then some other series along the way as well. So stay tuned for that. Tyler, thanks for coming back here on the show. We've missed you so much. Thanks. I love being here. Oh man, we love having you here. <laughs> see, see, now you're just having fun. Now you're just like, dude. Look. I'm telling you, like, I I sat on this for a while, like as a as a desk, and I've always ne- like never understood why people do this, like sit on an exercise ball instead of like a computer chair. This is like living in the year three thousand shit. Uh, <laughs> because I can stretch, like, you know what? I'm talking to you. All right, I'm just gonna stretch my back real quick. Bye. <laughs> Now I'm back. Stretch my back. My back don't hurt now. Like seeing my you butt, do that. Remi- my butt's not asleep. Yeah. Seeing you do that kind of reminds me of like the whole Austin Powers uh, bit they did. <laughs> Doing the whole like, <laughs> the, the rowboat <laughs> in the elevator. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, it, it's been good having back here. Good talking to you again. Hopefully next week or whatever we'll be able to... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be fun again next week because I am I am an exercise ball man now. <laughs> He's uh, it's almost like Randy Marsh from South Park bouncing on his own nutsack to go down oh. <laughs> to get his weed from the KFC. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, guys, of course, you can always check out Journey to Comics Network on all the podcasting places that you can find your fine podcasts. Of course, I like Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, all those places. You know where to go. And, of course, on the YouTube channel, go check out the YouTube channel because we do video now. And also, I don't think we've actually said this live on the air, but now now that we've started doing the video podcast for for Journey to Comics podcast, we start putting them up as a premiere on Facebook the night before on Sunday evening around 6 p.m. So if you want to come in and be one of the first to come in and check it out and maybe even watch it with us, sometimes we tune in and we can chat along too. Check out our Facebook page. Go over there and join us on social media on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and do all that kind of jazz as well. And, of course, check out all the other cool, neat shows we have on, on the network as well. And and as a, as a cheap plug, go check out the Game Addicts podcast. I haven't done anything for a couple of weeks, but I will be here soon. 
Hey, and regardless of where you like to to check us out on, whether it be iTunes, formerly iTunes, now uh, Apple Podcasts slash music mm-hmm. slash they don't know what they are. Yep. Um, or Stitcher Radio or Podbean or Spotify. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, it really helps. You know, if Absolutely. if you've got if you've got some negative things to say, let us know. If you've got some positive things to say, we like to hear it all. But a review, whether it be with Apple or with anybody else, helps. And and also um, maybe 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 for the reviews, maybe they'll start li- leaving a thirty six hour window from the time that we release a podcast. They can- ah, there you go. <laughs> that way we can't be review bombed. <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh, until next time, guys. This has been episode three hundred five. Don't know what the hell we're gonna call it. This I've been Brando, and I've been Ty, and we'll catch you on the flip side.